Hello, and welcome to a long overdue Gigi No Reread. If you don't remember this series, uh, me and Liv, uh, Liv is here. Hello, Liv. Hello, Trevor. Uh, we read a book and play a game and talk about them together. It's like the best book club you've ever been to. Um, and this week, we have uh, two uh, objects, objects, uh, items, pieces that are uh, very close to my heart. Um, and both of which have been talked about on the show, although never in this format, which is my favorite way to talk about things. And that is uh, The Sluts by Dennis Cooper and um, Immortality, the the Sam Barlow uh, it's, uh, helmed, uh, also Natalie Watson helmed, who, who was on the podcast about it joint. That was a, a very popular game a little bit ago and, and quite interesting. And uh, we're going to put these two things in conversation with each other. I'm excited to talk about them. How about you, Liv? Oh, yeah, I'm overjoyed. Um, whenever I suggested that we do this, I had not yet played Immortality. And then once you play it, it's like, well, of course, why would we not talk about these things together? <laughs> right. it, it really, like, I actually had the opposite experience because I had, when you had suggested it, I had played Immortality and, and read The Sluts. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. And when I was rereading parts of The Sluts, and I will say, you know, despite Cooper being. Um, you know, like th- this is an extremely like violent and graphic book, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, all those all those caveats are there for if you do not like stuff like that. You know, don't don't put yourself through it. But um, it's it, I think what's really interesting about the sluts is it's also like extremely readable. Like <laughs> anytime I I go to a page, I'm just like, ooh, I'll read more of this. Oh, I remember this part. Like this is interesting. Um, so when I was going through looking for quotes and just like you know reading random parts, I was like, oh wow. This like this is absolutely the same as immortality in so many ways. It's so yeah, the, the sluts is so fun. It's so funny and like yeah, it's extremely graphic to the point where usually whenever I read stuff like that, I'm like, this is so like mean hearted and like it doesn't feel mean hearted. It feels like he's I agree. he's having a laugh. Yeah, there's really not a lot that's mean hearted about the sluts. It really is sort of like it. it I mean, like. If anything, the violence in the book feels almost. Um, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this, but it's like it almost Final Destination. Like, yeah, it's, it's a little Final Destination. Yeah, the, the the kind of like graphic quality of it, but it's also even like compassionate because like when he talks about the people having like violence done to them, it's always within this sense of like it's violence that you know is being enacted by but also interpolated by the gay community in the book and like people who you know want to know but also are sort of affected by it but are you know curious and it, it, it's like it I feel like all the subjects in this book are, are taken very seriously as like people who are having human emotions um, which I feel like has to be said a, a book about like sort of like um, prostitution and uh, serial or I guess I guess it's like escorting and serial killing and, and, you know, death and stuff, films and stuff. There's a real threat of not taking those subjects seriously as people. Mm. And the, their like joy and, and destroying the body always seems to be like very comforting to the person doing it. It's not like I hate this other person so much. It's like, <laughs> no, you're right. thank you so much for letting me do this to you. It's, <laughs> it's really wholesome. It, there, it, there is a lot of wholesome qualities in here. I feel like I feel like people who uh, say they want to get run over uh, by um, their favorite actor or actress um, can learn a lot from how 
uh, Dennis Cooper talks about wanting to get run over by your favorite actor or actress. Or um, wanting to run over your friend. Yes, yes. In, in the case of Nick Carter, who is <laughs> the subject of, of much violent ideation in this book. But you know, it's, just, it's how it goes. Um, yeah, no, I, I like, I I really, really, I mean, the, the, the Sluts, like, was one of my favorite books to read um, when I when I first picked it up. And it's, it's still one of my, like, my absolute favorite books to revisit, in part because of what you said. Like, it is a very, you know, despite its sort of... Um, ostensibly dour subject matter it's it's a very funny book um like the the sort of like extremely distressing questions of murder and stuff like that are all you know uh, cut with you know the the kill nick carter fan club or whatever <laughs> like these awful like web rings and stuff like that that everyone's like oh go back to your stupid web rings no no one in the no one in the escort uh uh, news group takes any of it seriously. It really feels like, um, I mean, this is something I think a lot of people say about like William Gibson's uh, pattern recognition stuff, but I think, I think Cooper's even better, uh, far and away. It feels like the internet. Like it feels like you're just in the message board with these people, the same kind of like personalities, people who really want to follow the story, people who are like, Oh man, is it, is it weird? I kind of want to see the the film they're talking about. And then like people trying to derail the conversation. It's, it's really, I don't know. It feels it feels very much like a um, a mirror to that sort of community. Well, yeah, I think both of these works want you to feel like you're just as much a a viewer of this as the people on the message boards or the people totally. like watching the movies. Where it's like there's um, this part in Immortality where the actress is like, I'm actually pretty frequently where the actress is like looking into the camera and it's like it feels like she's looking at you and, and in the slots as well, like it feels like you're a part of the message board and mm-hmm. both of them, they have this like very, uh, they both have this mystery element to them where you want to go down the rabbit hole and you are kind of like, okay, I think a lot of people say the slots, like I can read it in like a sitting. I can, I read it in two mm-hmm. sittings. I never, totally. I never read books this fast, but this is how fast I read this. And uh, the same thing with immortality where I went into um, an immortality hole where it's like so obsessively tr- trying to unwind this. And it's like, well, you know, <laughs> isn't that kind of the point of it too? That like all these people on the message board were just as obsessed with wanting to follow this mystery as, as you are and trying to figure it out. Totally. And, yeah, I agree. Being so like participatory as well. Yeah. And it's, it is like, it does feel, I mean, especially that's a really good, that's a really good comparison because like, I think a big part of, um, enjoying, um, both of these pieces is this feeling that like you as a viewer, as a reader are like solving a mystery, but it's a mystery that like, it's, it's not incumbent on you to solve it because like, Oh, you know, you, you're the detective or something like, it's not, you know, Gabriel Knight or, or, or something like that, where it's like, okay, make sure you find the killer. You know, that's your job. It's, it's just more like, it's almost like edifying to you. It's, it's like, um, it's like trying to solve like, you know, a, a silly message board drama or a film thing that just you noticed, right? Like it, it is so, it's so personal in, in that regard. Um, it doesn't feel like you're doing it for anyone but yourself. Um, at least that's how I kind of felt when I was doing it. Um, like I appreciate this. So obviously there will be spoilers for these, these pieces here. So if you, <laughs> if you're worried about that, I would hold off. Um, sort of hard to talk about this without spoilers, but I, I think like, 
the way the sluts ends basically with the revelation that a lot of the drama that was being talked about in the message board was uh, all concocted by this uh, this guy who um, came on as a, a journalist studying the case and then ended up being like kind of just manufacturing a lot of the more salacious parts of it has um, killed himself and like wants it to be like a uh, a juicier story than that. Like that, that feels very on the nose in, in some of the ways that like immortality goes the opposite route that like what seems like a very sort of sordid and sad story is actually kind of almost supernatural and bigger. Um, mm-hmm. I think those things really go hand in hand though. Like this feeling of like, you know, what will I find at the end of this? Is it going to be something satisfying or is it going to be something that like, you know, leaves me sad or wanting more and almost always it's sad and wanting more. Yeah, I think uh, another big way that like they're able to tell like a different story from each other is like how um, they function in time. Whereas mm-hmm. like whenever you play Immortality, like all of this stuff has already happened, and you're just kind of like going and um, uncovering the pieces of like these three three time periods. And in the Sluts, it's like you know real time like where yeah. where could this story possibly go where you think it's just going to get more and more graphic and and unhinged over time but like how would it end other than like we're revealing that it was not actually um actually as crazy as it seemed it's i i, I like that a lot because like I, I mean both of those observations um I, and in part i like it because in some ways cooper obviously you know the the, the sluts should be said is like is about um, explicitly about like you know gay men on a on an escort board for gay men like it is it is absolutely like about you know gay sex the whole book um, which is you know fine but like it also it leads you in a certain direction when you start it you're like oh okay like yeah this is this is sort of about like extreme sex and you start thinking like well it, does it have any boundaries? Like it, it could be, it could be just as crazy as these guys are saying. And then like at the end that Cooper uses that feeling, at least that I had like as sort of like a straight guy reading it, like to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. That was stupid. Like they're just, it's, it's all these people. Like, of course this is all kind of a lie. Like there's a murder in there, but it's like, it's banal. It has to do with like, you know, meth addiction and like the, the kind of like trying to produce something that would get the guy a bit of money and, you know, the actual sort of like strange poetic Romeo and Juliet, you know, escort who is uh, who is beautiful, but dying and and wants to go out, you know, on top by being killed during sex. Like it's all like it's all a lie because, of course, it's all a lie. It's too extreme to possibly be true. And Cooper, kind of, it feels like that last bit is Cooper kind of laughing at you for for falling for it if you did. Mm, that whenever you start uh, reading the book and like everything is like already a little bit wild and you're like, well, I guess that's just how it is for these these men in California. <laughs> yeah, these, these guys, these guys go pretty wild. Well, and I think like part of what what would encourage is that that feeling is there are people on the message board who are like, I'm kind of into like more vanilla stuff than this. But like, this is pretty interesting. Like, thanks. I'm super interested to see where this goes. Um I think there's something like really helpful about that because it's like, yeah, I I guess that that would be what it's like if there was like a lot of if there was like a scene that was really, really wild. There would be some people on the edges being like, this is kind of crazy for me, but I'd love to see what happens. Um, (laughs) But of course, like, yeah, again, like most scenes like that on the Internet, it is, you know, 95 percent less intense um, and just kind of like a sad not sad, but but often poignant, often depressing, often disappointing 
uh, kind of conclusion that I think Cooper nails. I, I think that, like also the thing you said with the bet about like these two things, it, Cooper's presentness, the fact that this is all happening in the moment. Um, you know, th- there's there's some nostalgia if you're reading it now because of course like it feels like the old internet, like the way people talk about it. And, you know, that that's nostalgic in its own way, but not nostalgic when it was written, I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the nostalgia in, or not nostalgia, but sort of, like, the film history quality of immortality is obviously a lot more intentional. And, like, it, it, it it's a lot different because um, it plays with the past in that way, right? Like, the... Uh, the nature of immortality is always about like looking back at these films and saying like, okay, like how does our star, how does, um, I have her name up here. Cause I knew I would forget it. Uh, I forgot it when I played it. Uh, Marissa Marcel, uh, played, played wonderfully, I would say by uh, man engage. Um, uh, you know, where is Marissa in this? How would Marissa act in like a movie from like the late sixties, early seventies, how would Marissa act in a detective film? How would Marissa act in a, you know, 1999 film? All of that is part of like the story as such. Like those those cues are there. Um, so even that isn't quite nostalgic necessarily as much as referential. I think like the fact that these two are in conversation with each other despite the fact that they don't kind of occupy the same ideas of time is really interesting. Mm. I think uh, another thing that's like it, it's nostalgic to, for us to look back on now, but also like lends something to like how how wholesome the slut seems it's like that there's like a moderator present on the format the whole the whole time like trying to keep the the um thread on the tracks and like trying to like fact check this whole thing but i think you know it does suggest that moderators are human too and may make mistakes yeah and i mean that's something that i feel like in our moment we need to understand that mods are also human uh I don't expect too much of your mods. They they're just people like you. But we miss them now that we don't have them. We do. I wish we had mods. Yeah. Come back, mods. Um, <laughs> come back. Uh, no, yeah, it it is interesting too. Like thinking about how something like this would play out. Um, you know, thinking uh, that like we're talking about the sluts now when that movie based on that Twitter thread about like uh, the yeah. Russian mafia is coming out like that. That now when you get a story like it, like in, in the world of, of uh, Cooper's work, when you get the story, it's it's sort of like, yeah, it's it's um it's it's whispered about, it's talked about, it's like it's like, ooh, you know, like this could be a movie, like this is this is wild, like what's what's the story? And then people are kind of learning the lore. Whereas in our current moment, it's like if you have a thing like that, it becomes a movie. It's optioned. It's it's like, oh yeah, like we'll we'll definitely make a movie out of this. And that kind of like that sort of um immediate making spectacle out of the world is something that I think immortality demonstrates really well. And the lack of it being in the sluts is, is really telling as well. Like the fact that it's not there for such a spectacular event is super interesting. It covers like, it is like real time in the book, but it covers a much longer period of time. Like I don't Mm. remember exactly how it is like start to finish, but it is something that's like, um, I don't know if it really, if the dates are ever really in there to like know how many like months it necessarily covers. It's a good point. Um, but it's like, this couldn't happen now because people wouldn't have the sustained attention to like, let it happen. Um, whereas like that Twitter thread was like, you know, the, the story was done and it was just like, kind of like posted, I think mostly at one time, but yep. it is, it's still surprising that people even read that far to be interested in something that they're reading on Twitter. 
It looks like, um, so the last thing in, yeah, okay, this is like, it's one year, basically, in the sluts. So the month and year of the first date, when they talk about um, uh, Brad, who's the kind of, like, mysterious escort throughout this whole thing, who takes on so many different positions in the sluts, um, is June 20, uh, 2011, and the last letter that's sent explaining the actual sort of thing that happened, the Zach Young who who killed himself and said, like, oh, can you just please make it so that it got murdered and it's, like, interesting, is May 2002. So you're right. Like, a year is an extraordinarily long time to imagine this being interesting to people. Um, they don't even talk about 9-11. What? <laughs> There's, the, like, that's I'm how so interesting this, like, forum drama was. I mean, yeah, forum drama was interesting enough that you didn't actually need to think about 9-11 much. Um, that's what you're all missing, kids. <laughs> now, now that you have TikTok, and have to think about 9-11 constantly. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I mean, you're right. Like, it is, it is... Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Like I I mean, I think there's something there in terms of thinking about these two in conversation because you get this mystery of Marissa Marcel who um again, spoilers, uh you know, it ostensibly um stopped acting because she accidentally killed her co-host or co-host co-star. <laughs> that's that's not a that's not a slip I would never kill a live. Um <laughs> Uh, no, the, her co-star in in the detective movie by shooting him with a gun that she didn't know was loaded. It's like it's it's hinted that that's the reason, and then the sort of like meta reason in the game is you know she's essentially like a deathless being is in, inhabiting Marissa Marcel's body and is in sort of constant conflict with another deathless being, and it, it's all that. But like the fact that there is this kind of like supernatural slash, um, uh. I guess like gossipy kind of drama around the film, you know, that's something that can happen in, in film because film has this mystique of like, Ooh, who was this? Who was this director? Who was this actor? Like they become larger than life. Um, whereas in the sluts, we get that mystique and someone who is like, you know, oftentimes by society, like an escort, uh, escort actually is a little strong. I forget what they call them. Um, it's sort of like, what's the website? Oh no. The, it, yeah, it is escort. Um, an escort like Brad, who's like often just considered to be lesser than by society, is given this like uh, status because of just like the hold he has on the community. Mm-hmm. I think that um, both of them also have this like division or suggested division between like real perverts and like fake perverts pervert you know that uh (laughs) that whenever like in the sluts that you have like these real perverts who really want to do these things on this website ostensibly and then there's like other people who are like "Eh, that sounds a little bit extreme like i don't actually want to kill nick carter but we're gonna go make a forum about it um (laughs) and we're gonna talk about our stuff there because y'all are a little bit too much whereas like i feel like in immortality it's kind of like I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit more blurry between like, okay, who, who is it? Is it this like supernatural conflict? Is it, um, these, like these relationships between like the, the actress and the director? Is Mm -hmm. it you that wants to watch this so bad and be the voyeur? Like who, I don't know. Do you feel like that there's more of a ambiguity in immortality? I totally do. No, I, I think that's a really, really good way of putting it. Like even insofar as, there's an ambiguity in terms of like 
who is and isn't kind of like a fraud, for lack of a better word. Like the, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there, you know, when I when I first watched it or when I first played it, it it's it's sort of a, a blurred line. It's it's playing it, but it's a lot of you know watching scenes and scrubbing them and all. Um, I thought that the 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 dramatization of the monk, um, I thought that was pretty good. Like kind of like late Hitchcock kind of fun. And then, you know, I realized as I was watching it and as I, like, as I, you know, I, I sort of had the unfair advantage of being able to talk to to Sam uh, Barlow and, and Natalie Watson about it. But, like, on the other hand, like, even while I was playing the game, like, it started to become clear, like, oh, actually, like, this actor's kind of like a ham and a bit of a hack. And this director's a bit of, like, a bit over the hill. I don't know if they're supposed to be, like, at the top of their game or not. And, it, it, you know, not being able to sort of find my feet with that was a little, was a little, um, I don't know, a little alarming almost like a little, a little like off putting. Um, I I guess I kind of, I did appreciate that the game left you on your toes that way in the same way that the sluts does where it's like, Oh, like these dangerous people they're talking about, are they actually like particularly dangerous or am I just being led on? Mm. Yeah. Isn't that the suggestion of like why he stole the, the film, the, the director like stole the, the real of the of the film is to maybe like not release it that maybe it was not maybe it was going to be the final straw against his career yeah i think that is the uh, yeah i'm pretty sure that's the that's the implication um and i I think like actually like all of the directors even the sort of like i think the 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 detective films director who's like the pa on the on the one with the monk is is considered like it it feels like within the, the the scope of the game he has kind of like a uh, a Francis Ford Coppola kind of uh, vibe to him in that in that thing where he's sort of like an up and coming guy, um, but even he sort of seems like he's kind of just like flying by the seat of his pants. He's he's more sort of fluff than than substance. Um, you know, I, I would say like you could make it a you could make it a critique that like everyone in the game except Marissa Marcel feels like they don't have any substance. But I also think that's like a fairly intentional you know, blurring of the, of the fantasy about, about film and about the people who, who make mm-hmm. film. But we also believe that she's a star because we're told that she's a star, even though mm-hmm. she hasn't actually released anything. Um, <laughs> is that like, do we, do we, are we, I guess you're right. I guess like actually none of her stuff is released. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but you're so right. It's like always, I mean, it's the same thing with like Brad and the sluts is that like they're talked about in a way that we're prepared to believe that they're a star. Like she's, you know, being lauded on the, on the talk shows and whatever. Um, but no one's actually like seen it. Yeah. Which I mean, in some ways makes it even more appealing, right? Like where you're, where you're, it's like, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like, um, well, it's like lost albums or lost, uh, lost TV shows or something like that, where they're like, Oh, you know, like, um, the Beatles uh, referenced this one guy who uh, no one ever found his records, but he was supposed to be like the best pop artist ever. And like, or like, you know, the, 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 the rumors about other Robert Johnson recordings or stuff like that. Right. Like this idea that what's, what is referenced as virtuosic um, is more virtuosic because like it, it just kind of exists outside of reality. It exists outside of what, what can be disappointing. Hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense, and I I, I think that is the, <laughs> the. What is it for though? Is it in both of these that's things that question. it's it's for because that's just how we do things, and we 
really want to believe in the mystique of something that we like to be enchanted? Or is it purely like in both these cases that these people are being propped up um, for financial reasons? Um, I mean, I think I think especially in the sluts, it matters when you ask, like, who's it for? I think it matters. I think it's a great question. And I think it matters, you know, if you're asking, is it for the is it for like the message board folks or is it for um you know the people who want to sell brad services um because for the message board folks like the people who are obsessed with the story of brad it feels like you know that's just as much them creating a mythos as as you know getting anything out of him right like it is it is just as much him sort of being made into a like I don't know, like a, a legendary character to help them kind of, you know, like we like we all do, make something interesting out of our lives, right? Like that's kind of what we end up doing as people. Um, I think Marissa Marcel, it's a little, it's a little harder. Like I, I feel like the directors all feel like enormously slimy, and I think part of that is because it is them trying to like make something out of her that makes them legendary. It's this, it's this kind of like drawing out of of what she can bring to the table um and and hoping that they can get it on the screen no matter you know what it does to her for them mm. the um the the thing in immortality though is that we have like this like opportunity to be like spoken to directly by like the one mm. <laughs> yeah the and, one the one and the other are very creepy um and they are very direct well, the one is, the other is not, I guess. So it's like you both have, like, a, a pretty similar story where, like, someone is being talked about, but then you also have this, like, uh, storyline of being spoken to directly about, like, what actually happened. Um, and then, I don't know, I guess you're left, like, wondering, like, what mythology is more important to the story like what is what is this actually about is it about the story of the one or is it about the story of like this actress which is like maybe like a more familiar story to us and more um relevant in a lot of ways i mm -hmm. guess no i agree i think like i you know the question of whether or not the kind of like supernatural story because this is an interesting thing because like it was something that was never really I was never really, like, super satisfied. And it's not their fault. Um, but, like, I never really got a full feel for, you know, how I felt about um, this question when I when I did the podcast on it. Because, you know, if you ask the people who wrote the story, obviously, like, every part of the story is super important. But I think, like, this is a question that, at its core, goes to the question of, like, okay, so, like, you as a viewer experiencing this, right? Like, particularly the player experiencing this, is it more important that you saw the films or is it more important that you got the story of, like, the forces behind the films? And I think that's, like, I don't think there's a good answer to that. Um, I think, for me, the films were more important than the story of the one and the other. Um, and I don't know if that's, like, just me being simple or if that's like a, a valid approach but that's sort of how i felt about it yeah I'm, I'm it's it's i don't think um possible to like tease them apart and saying like this is the important one this is the, the less no, absolutely you know like not, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't view one without the other um 
but thinking about um, like as it's suggestive about the real world as like you know the Marissa's storyline in the present about like having to deal with these like slimy directors and stuff is something that feels um, feels very real like is there some sort of suggestion of like this like I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say like the mm-hmm. like a s- spiritual essence in in reality to watching movies and like imagining this uh this more beautiful world this more uh <laughs> divine world that yeah, I, I you know that's beyond watching that's beyond just like you in a screen well it, it almost even goes back to you know when people talk about film as i don't know something that i i mean i don't want to say an escape because that, that feels a little like on the nose but like you know, when, when you're when you talk about something like Grindhouse film or whatever, and then someone points out like actually like everything going on in those sets was horrible and like the the actors were horribly mistreated and, and what you're watching is not like as sort of liberatory and interesting as it feels. It's like that's like absolutely a reasonable point. It also feels like, oh, now I don't like the movie as much. <laughs> and like it that's such a that's such a hard thing to kind of balance where you're like, yeah, I you know, I, I, what I love about this film is that um, it's fun. Um, having to sort of like then actually appreciate the way that the film exists in the world itself is like is is a tricky thing to not just like take it as a um, transcendent of of a uh, physical reality. Hmm. If, if that I, makes sense, I think it does suggest that there's like some pure untouchable like world within within people that's you know beyond just like a a flat image Mm -hmm. i mean it certainly seems that way like i think that's that's a really interesting way to read the um that's a really good way to read the um the problem of of like the one and the other like why they're in here at all because it sort of it gives a sense of like deep interiority of Marissa Marcel, not just like who she was as a person, but like what exactly is going on behind the scenes of her, of like her, um, of her struggle, so to speak. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I like that actually a lot. And I, I mean that to say that like all of it is ambiguous and that there isn't like a meaning. And I think that like the way that it's made is is a way to that there are interpretations and of more like feeling and and emotion more so than like, I think the kind of Reddit way of of looking at movies (laughs) as like, you know, they want everything to have kind of like a fight club ending. Like, Oh yeah. um, And this does not, by by no means does this have a fight club ending. And I think it, I think it 100% is better for it. Yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of people would be satisfied if it was like, actually, these were Marissa was just, you know, she was just a lady and she was imagining all of this because of the trauma of being on a movie set. Um, like, I think that a lot of people would be very satisfied by that kind of oh, yeah. um, ending where it's like, oh, OK, well, yeah, now it all makes sense to me. And now I know how to feel about every single single piece of this rather than um, that. It does. It does leave a lot of just vibes on the table that you kind of have to sort out for yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like, th- that's a really good way of putting it with, in terms of vibes, because, like, it is, it, it really is, like, this feeling of, like, oh, God, like, what do I, 
what do I take from this? There's a lot of like really distressing scenes that you're given in this game that you have to just kind of make sense of um, as, as a viewer, like you, you know, you're, you're given the scene where she shoots her coworker um, or co, why do I keep calling him like a coworker? (laughs) She shoots her co-star of the film, the other actor of the film, her, her, her basically like the other, it's a two hander. And then that he's the other hand. Um, and, like, it's such a distressing scene. There's, like, a scene of self-immolation. It's, like, it's all this stuff that's, like, horrible to watch. But, like, it also doesn't have, like, a concretized meaning, which makes it, like, temptingly abstract. And I think, like, the sluts is sort of the same way in that regard where, like, you know, you'll be reading, like, some guy being like, yeah, I went in and I broke Brad's legs. And, like, then we had sex with him. And it's, like, on a certain level, that just feels, like, abstract and 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 unmoored and i don't know like i don't feel like that's a that's a negative thing i'm not trying to say like and and you know that's morally bad it's like Mm -hmm. it opens up this space of understanding very disturbing material in a not even clinical but sort of like a, a i don't know abstract way immortality also it's like you're disoriented from the beginning and a lot of stuff doesn't make sense because of how you're presented the information out of order. And so it is like a thing where it's like everything is confusing and doesn't make sense at first. And like a lot of stuff does get cleared up. And so then it's like you keep clearing up more and more stuff. But then like at the end, you're like, okay, but this this wasn't cleared up and I just have to live with this now. So, exactly, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> some stuff actually just is confusing. Some stuff is confusing because you don't have the context and some stuff is just confusing. Yeah, actually that's a really good point. Like uh, one of the, one of the, the really dangerous things about like Reddit brained analysis in, in as, as you laid it out is that you, you get, you get like attached to this idea that ultimately you can, you can get a meaning that unpacks everything. Like, well, can't you just tell me what happened in every situation here? And like the, the value of someone saying like, yeah, this, you know, you don't actually get a good, a good account of this right now. This is not how, this is not how this particular uh, piece of art is going to work for you. Um, Because that's not how life works is, is, I don't know. It's like super valuable. Um, It tells us a lot about, I don't know. Like, I think most of my favorite pieces of fiction do that where like, there's something at the end of it that is just ultimately not, um, satisfactory. It doesn't, it doesn't leave you feeling good. Mm-hmm. It leaves you feeling sort of like, what do, what, you know, what do I take from this? Yeah. Ultimately it's up to you. It, it puts you, um, in, in a place where you have to, I don't know. Or you have to think for yourself. And, and a lot yeah. of times people don't like that. <laughs> no, they don't. They, they aren't, they aren't, they're fans. Uh, yeah. And I think like both of these pieces do like it, when you get to the end and like people, I think find that irritating in, in, in Barlow's games um, a lot because like there is this sense of, okay, like, you know, I'm not going to tell you how this ended. Like, I'm not going to just like explain to you, Oh yeah. Like this person was or was not the killer. Um, or like, oh, Marissa, yeah, Marissa was possessed and, uh, by an ancient evil. And that's why her films never came out. Um, you're, you're, you're forced to kind of like grapple with the fact that you're not going to get that, that answer. And I think, you know, to maybe say it a little more clearly, uh, you're saying it much more clearly than I am. I'm having a hard time putting it into words. Um, but I think like one of the, one of the things that, that does is it, 
it makes it so that you don't have like a a concrete meaning to the to the piece of art, right? Like you can't say like, well, it's good or it's bad that Marissa's life went this way, or like it's good or it's bad that Brad ended up this way. Um, you're you're asking a much harder question, which is like the the transmission of this story or like the existence of this account, you know. Not even is it good or bad, or like more like how does it make me feel that you know the story was told in this way? Um, and I'm not always a fan of like how does this make you feel questions, but I think in this regard, like they're super important. Hmm. Yeah, and no, I don't think it's like where you have to have like a an opinion at the end, but it right. is like very. Um, I think that the way that you know, going back to like how. Uh, how sucked into both of these works you get is, you know, it makes you not, not evaluate how you feel at the end of it so much as like, you know, that it does have some power over you throughout and like examining what and why, um, totally as a, as an experience more than as like a start and finish thing. And then you kind of like are left to, to look back at what you've done rather than, <laughs> that this is like going on throughout this, um, you know, evaluation of yourself. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a really good point. Like you, you, you're sort of left at the end of both of these without, yeah, no, that that's, that's great. Like it, it is a, it, there is a sense of like having to grapple with, it's like what the books and what the film said, as opposed to like a lesson, right? Like you can't, mm-hmm. you're not going to say like, I read the sluts and I learned this, or I played our immortality and I learned this. It's just much more like I was, you know, asked to think about these questions. Um, and like, I think the, like the less we do, the less we rely on or lean on didactic literature, um, not that didactic literature doesn't have a place, but like the more we're willing not to lean on it, um, I think the better. I I think that um, in immortality, like this, like selection of the monk is really interesting, mm. and it made me think about like our conversation um, um, about Norco with with the odds about um, the kind of like the despiritualization of like spiritual seeming things, and then like the enchantment of things that normally seem mundane. Mm. Um, and that it felt similar here where it's like, you know, this, this monastery gets, I mean, that's the story of the monk is that it's a very like carnal and, um, despiritual spiritualization of the monastery, but then like the actual mundane fact that, you know, this is a real person who has to act in this actually is like this, like godlike being, um, at that, that similar, like switch switching around of, of expectations. Totally. I think that's a really interesting point. Like, especially in that the, the, the sort of like Christ like figure in the production of the monk is supposed to be the actor who like has this kind of like self regard and is like a, a, a certified star kind of trying to save this director's later career. Um, and the, you know, is, is sort of like immediately overshadowed by the much more ambiguously good or evil Marissa Marcel. And, and you know, like that, that is, that's an, it's a, a, an extremely Gothic plot in and of itself. Um, the sort of man of God, uh, suddenly is, is, you know, less important than the, than the, the sort of like temptress. Um, 
Yeah, no, I think I think that, that's that's really smart. Like it, it's also, you know, I think like what feels. You could argue that like the scenes in the monastery feel less spiritual than like the the behind the scenes like rap party scene where they're all on stage and like, you know, giving their speeches and stuff like that because it feels like a document that is somehow more important to a to a modern society than like you know the the discussion of a, of a monk in a monastery. Um, I, I don't know. Like I think that that also goes back to sort of our conversation about Norco and the way that they they consider spiritualism and 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 um, you know and the divine. Because um, I think like I think like honestly, both of these books or both of these pieces, like if you wanted to make an argument that both Cooper and um, Immortality are interested in making specifically an observation about the divine, I think I would buy that. Um, you know, I think like there's there's a transcendent quality to the way people talk about sex and sex workers in the sluts that is closest to how people talk about like I don't know almost like transcendent philosophy um, like coming to terms with the self and 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 you know having the mind and body become one um, in the same way that like the way immortality thinks about acting sort of works that way too. Um, like I find, I find that I find that very interesting, given that both are also pot boilers, right? Like that you want to solve the mystery, um, just for if for yourself and for nothing else, and like to to kind of like merge those two is a, is a really really interesting uh, and, and impressive feat. I'm glad you're bringing up this uh, topic of the body and merging the body. Both of them have like very interesting. Um, I don't know, like ways to view the body. Whereas like in the sluts, like immediately I'm like, I didn't realize I was just going to be following this one guy through the whole thing. I thought you were going to get like, um, you know, reviews of different escorts. And so I'm like following, there's a, at the beginning of every chapter, there's like a, they're all forum posts. And so there's like, um, this review of the escort and it always is Brad. Um, but unless there's CV sexed. Well, um, <laughs> who might be Brad? So it's hard to say. <laughs> There's um, like a physical description of it, and it's different every single time. Even like yeah. uh, being cut versus uncut, which seems like something that you couldn't like, you know, be as confused about as maybe like five eleven versus six foot or something like that, or like right. general weight, general eye color. Like, okay, maybe the light was different, but it just seems like that this like body is changing rapidly. And it's at first I was like, oh, is he just like losing weight? Is this the story about this guy that's just getting sicker and sicker? Um, but no, it's like just this very like fluid changing of the body. And I mean, the same thing with um, immortality where you have these like, you have this body that is two people, then you have this, or that's like both the physical and the spiritual body. And then you have two physical bodies that are one person. And I don't know. So just like that viewing of like the, the body is like not a static thing, but as like this like fluid thing as, as much as anything else. And both of them, I think is interesting. Obviously the sluts too is interested in the destruction of the body as much as like the totally. flu, like, and you know, if, is that fluidity as well, where I don't know. Where I you think can- no, I think that is fluidity. I mean, I think you're, you're, you're keying into something really important in that, like the, the question of, um, you know, 
the decision to destroy uh, your body versus the destruction of your body is like sort of like pushed on fluidity of of physicality versus a chosen uh, fluidity. Like I think especially sort of like coming as this does in like 2005. So you're you're at the point where people are starting to put the the AIDS crisis in their rearview mirrors, right or wrong. Um, and th- this question of like, you know, what do our bodies count as as like, you know, particularly within the within the book is gay men. Like, what do our bodies count as? What what choices do we have over them? Like, I think that kind of corporeality and decision to destroy or be destroyed is is super important. Mm, to having been treated as if your body wasn't yours or wasn't important and then like that being an interesting choice to be like well this guy just really wants his body to be destroyed right yeah like taking an active sort of like yeah like this idea that you have been kind of seen particularly within like the 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 reagan um years uh Mm -hmm. understanding of aids is like yeah, this is what's happening to these people, and and it's it's you know th- th- they are themselves sort of like diseased and decaying and dying, and that's just kind of how it is. And yeah, it's sad, but oh well. Like I think I think like to then look at it and be like, well, I choose to, you know, impl- I, I I choose to immolate, self-immolate, as opposed to be being asked to like you know occupy the role of uh, decaying person. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that's like there's there's a real power in that, and it's like it's an interesting, it's an interesting sort of uh, tendency to focus on following um, the sort of like nascent, uh, not nascent, uh, the kind of like more pointed uh, moments of the AIDS crisis, as this does in like the weird middle ground of two thousand six. Mm before that there's it's even before like a uh, corporate pride you're, yep. you're somewhere in between death and corporate pride <laughs> oh wait that's i think we have the name of the episode uh, <laughs> no yeah I, I agree like i think i think it is like it is this liminal this liminality and you know i mean it's probably no no um coincidence that in fact um you know uh immortality also takes place in this strangely liminal space of you know the se- the late 60s to 1999 like it is this kind of like odd um problem of like well where is you know what does the self count as in here there's it's constantly changing you know how do i understand you know representation within film or within um uh, I, I don't know, like even even just the representation of the self, the difference between Marissa between like the second film and the final film, like she looks so much different. Um, you know, even even insofar as like her sort of signature red hair is now blonde, like that that kind of like changing of representation and and owning oneself uh, as far as that goes. I think it's all like I don't know. I, I think there's there's a reason it's taking place in these periods of time. Uh, both both of our not that they actually, our texts don't take place in similar periods of time, but they're all, they both have their kind of focus either end or begin in that strange millennial moment. Mm. And this, like, yeah, the book came out in, what, 2004, 2005? Yeah, um, I think 2004, 2000, yeah, so, somewhere around there. So definitely, like, very Bush era. Um, oh, but, yeah. But set in, in 2001, and so maybe that intentional in a way as, like, a... Um, 
maybe you feel a little bit safer in in your body now but like seeing how like that's always going to be um that someone else's body is always going to be seen as like a as a battleground that without really like caring about the sanctity of it um absolutely as a response to the war um yeah no for sure i mean this is like yeah i mean we 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 joke around we we joke around a lot here about 9-11 um no <laughs> like we, we we made you know we, we made reference to the fact that 9-11 doesn't really show up in these in these posts but like i think there's a real a very real um there's a very real conversation to be had about whether or not you know this is like this is focusing on the the problems of um like it, there's a very real um way in which this focuses on the strange kind of transition from like the the open fear of of 9/11 into the kind of like hyper nation state vigilance um war machine efforts of, you know, 2003, 2004 on to 2008. Um you know, I think the sluts is is absolutely kind of concerned with that. Um and I, you know, I would say the difference between these two is immortality is concerned with the world immediately preceding that. I think I think nine eleven actually informs both of these things. I think immortality, as a text, has to happen before nine eleven, though. Hmm, that's interesting. I I don't know. I feel like that there's uh, like that just is when the story happens to hmm. end. But like there is a suggestion like because it's about immortality about um that this is just a that that's the way that the story um was represented because of it being in that time and that there it could have been there could have been a fourth story in current day and it just would look a little bit different again Mm. um but you know oh you might be right that actually that makes a lot of sense um yeah, I wonder. I wonder if that's the case. Like, I wonder if there is a sort of place for because there's there's clearly a place for someone like Brad post nine eleven. I don't mean to be like glib about that either, but like obviously this sort of like speculation about the self and like about the body and all of these things like post nine eleven that totally makes sense. But like, I wonder if there's a place for like the the kind of like Marissa Marcel like. You know how is she? How does the how does the representation of the representation differ? Like, you know, the the kind of like society the spectacle approach post nine eleven changes a little bit because you have the towers falling on TV and that changes how people understand spectacle and vision and viewing things and special effects and stuff. But I wonder if that's like a little too simplistic. I wonder if there could be a Marissa Marcel after nine eleven. I think it would just maybe you're it, right. Yeah, it would just be different. It would be maybe um, I don't know, like that horror movie Cam. Like maybe it would be a Cam girl. I don't mm, know. Mm. But I mean, like you have to think too about like how her story first started. Like the, it suggests that she's like been raped and left in a ditch during like the World War Two. So it's yeah. like at that point it was like not. Um, and I mean that was like the real Marissa Marcella or whatever. Right but before that, she was in, before she was kind of like uh, embodied by the one. Yeah, but I so I mean like that's how the one wants to use her body, but um that there's always a way that the body is um is can be destroyed. I don't know. Mm. Um 
and because I think that the because the one is immortal, so like maybe Marissa Marcel is like now also immortal. Well, I think could be, but like it's like she they show that she, the one has like embodied other people prior to embodying um, Marissa Marcel. Like mm-hmm. You see the the glimpses of like other people, so yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. I wonder, yeah, that's a really good question. I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not sure. I think you're right, ultimately, that there absolutely could be a Marissa Marcel after 9-11. Um, <laughs> I think. Let everyone know. Ring the bell. <laughs> the town crier can. Uh... I mean, I guess, like, the good news about all this, right, is that, like, um, uh, insofar as we know there could be a Marissa Marcel in... Um, in World War II, you know, there's a if 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 poetry was not broken by Auschwitz in this world, uh, as as um, Adorno famously said it was, um, then there could be a Marissa Marceau, uh, Marcel after um, after nine eleven as well. Hmm. Art art after nine eleven exists in immortality. Ring the bell. You think that there's no no spectacle anymore? Is that what you're? No, I, I that that's a little strong, actually. Like, I probably I probably shouldn't say there's no spectacle anymore. I think I think nine eleven dramatically changed um, how we understand spectacle and like how we have to understand spectacle, um, if only because like you know the 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 fact that it was something that looked like special effects and was something that happened in like what, you know, American viewers kind of viewed as like their area or their backyard, so to speak. Um, I think made it different than anything that had been seen before. And so like the, the sort of like bounds of spectacle were, were rewritten, but that's also, I mean, that's not by any means an original reading of nine 11. That's a, that's a very sort of like academic reading of it. So in reality, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if I'd, I'd stand up and say that uh, is absolutely the case. Mm. Maybe it's that there's less of a unified spectacle, and mm. that's why you get these, like, why this is, like, you know, Brad is such a spectacle, but it's, like, literally on this one form, you would never meet someone in real life who knew about this this christ-like figure um you know like it's he's so like larger than life um but also it's like how many people are really on this forum you know yeah no i agree um that no that makes a lot of sense and like i think you know you could argue that something like uh what what you'd get from um you know marissa marcel in the future uh, would be something like, you know, we're all going to the world, or everyone's going to the World's Fair, right? Like, where, like, it is this question, or not that she would be acting in it, but, like, that that's kind of almost the same question, where it is this 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 open question of representation and what's real and what's not real and what counts as a kind of, like, uh, mythos and what counts as sort of just, like, everyday banality. Um, I mean, that film's asking the same question. So I think you're, you're absolutely right that, like, if 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 spectacle changed, it's not that it's not there anymore. It's that it has become a little less um, unified. People aren't watching the same TV shows anymore. Um, so, like, the question of the World's Fair Challenge in the same way Brad is a question is, like, super big for, like, you know, the 
hundred people in this book or the you know half dozen people in in that film um, in a way that it is not big for anyone else. Mm. I think that's an interesting comparison to the movie because um, like I I don't think that she really necessarily like believes it's real, but just you know yeah, it's very comforted by the mythology of it, which I think is you know similar to the form of the sled. So like I I truly believed what I was reading, but like all those people like kind of like egging on this mystery like did they really believe it or is it just kind of like i i feel comforted by this like you know unwinding story and you know i want to be oh yeah close to it i think a lot of them didn't believe i mean that this is this is all total speculation and like you know obviously it's a good book whether or not everyone believed it or didn't believe it or whatever but like i think that's a really good question like i think i think a lot of the people on the forums within the book itself are like, you know, they're, they're, they're egging it on because like it feels interesting. And if they did believe it, it feels like kind of dangerous, but you're also sort of looking at it and being like, yeah, I hope this is not entirely real. Cause that'd be really scary, but like, it's super interesting if it is real. Um, it's that kind of like closing your eyes during a horror movie sort of thing. Um, except like, the the potentiality of it being real is a little more um uh, a little more salient have you ever had a a a forum mystery such as the something that you were sure yeah no i i can't like i'm I'm having a hard time coming up with like exactly what that would have been but like you know there there are all sorts of things i can remember like people just kind of um (laughs) you know like leaving forums or like there being a breakup on a forum or like who are these two people like dating like e-dating or whatever like whatever like figuring out you know what what someone uh you know what someone's job was on uh like or like you know there's a fight and someone reveals something about the other person like i feel like just the idea of personal information uh was was such a scandal um did you have did you have any forum drama that you were you were privy to? I, I assume and wow, you'd have I, to have. I think yeah, I think the same kind of stuff. Um, but uh, now that you mention it, I do you feel like Marissa Marcel's like her story would have been much complicated by um, social media, whereas like oh yeah, it is like you know this like unified spectacle because it's like all you're ever gonna know about her is like what you've seen, like what you would have seen in the movies and like what you did see on these like TV shows, like you don't have access to her like day to day life. Like what would the one have even been like doing on, on Instagram? (laughs) I don't think the one's Instagram would have been very good. I know that that's probably mean of me, but I, I don't think the one has what it takes to, to have a successful Instagram. Yeah. I feel like she would have been like into like AI art and like using like, I don't know, like, the memojis and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There would have been some memoji action going on. Um, which is unfortunate cuz I don't think I don't think her her whole thing works particularly well as a memoji. Um no. I feel like yeah, I feel like that's that's a mistake. Um I think I do think the one uh, would be would be all in on on trans rights though because the one is is killing it in terms of understanding humanity as a a general trend as opposed to mm. um, blinkered specificities that you have to check mark off on a list. I think I think the one gets it. Mm. 
Yeah. What about uh, what about Brad? Brad is not, <laughs> What about Brad? Oh my god. What a, what a, I mean, just the name in itself like it's so good. Brad, Brian, Corey. Yeah. The the handles are really good too. Like what was the one? I I, I bookmarked a couple cuz like I I really um oh, yeah, like the the handles are just so good. Like the the one guy Asks, I would love to see the snuff video. Does that make me an amoral monster? That's a serious question. And his handle is under the gun guy. And a guy responds and says, I don't think it makes you any more amoral than someone who wants to watch a documentary on Nazi concentration camps. On As a Jew, I think it's far less amoral. Um, and he says, I'd love to see the video too. And his response, his uh, handle is Berg of Strength. Like, I, <laughs> I just think like all of this stuff, uh, like, you know, like, the 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 edge lord that no one believes the handle is kill 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 and they're like yeah get on the get on the the nick the nick carter board you know moron <laughs> uh, like it's it's so like it feels so good like it feels it feels very accurate and like they it's almost like how in like in older media older literature people would um people would like you know the names of characters would be would be like extremely explanatory, like every man or something like that, right? Like the, the sort of like heavy-handed metaphor that that served as a way to make it immediately accessible. Like I feel like Brad is as easy to understand as like you know, like the Death Stranding characters. Yes, like the Death Stranding characters. Although if Kojima wrote this, Brad's name would be like like Christ Man. <laughs> Brad boy or something like that. Like everyone would be telling me how important it is that he's called. Dennis Cooper is crying right now that he didn't think of that first. Well, I mean, listen, Dennis Cooper was busy writing another book. Uh, I love Dennis Cooper is so sweet. He put the, he put my podcast about the sluts on his end of year list and maybe he will put this podcast about the sluts on it too. I hope so. Well, I hope he likes video games. I, who doesn't? Um, but do you think, do you think, what do you think about the sluts? That's an interesting question about the sluts. Do you think it is, it is a gender essential book in that it is about like specifically, uh, hetero cis gay men, or is this, uh, is this a book that transcends, uh, gender, uh, in, in that regard? Cause I mean, I think in some ways the premise of some of these message boards would suggest that it is gender essentialist in the book itself, but I'm not. I don't necessarily think that's what Cooper's up to. Well, I, I think that just overall, like queer spaces have changed over time mm. where um, it it was binary for a long time. But then like even like looking back at history of these people that did like identify with like some sort of like binary gender thing um, came, you know, later on. We're like, oh, no, I'm I'm actually trans or I'm mm. actually, you know somewhere on the transpection, non-binary, um, whatever. So I think part of it is that, I mean, this is obviously very, um, of its like social group. Um, but that, I think that that's just like changed over time. And so like even suggesting that it's like gender essentialist, I don't, I, you know, I, a, I don't think yeah, it is an it's definitely about the, the, the male body, but, um, you know, I think that that's of its time as well that makes a lot of sense actually like as a as a historicized thing that really really makes a lot of sense um it almost it almost explains why it's easier to talk about the one in regards to like questions about you know like contemporary debates about gender and stuff because the one is a 
is is what well, a character written in 2022 and also a character who is meant to you know go above all of those like be be sort of above and beyond any sort of like corporeal questions mm-hmm. right um but no that's a really good that's a really good point like it is this is this is a snapshot like in in many ways this book is um is a period piece like it has to be um yeah i like that a lot I mean, there's definitely still, you know, spaces that are like only for gay men now, but it's, uh, I think, more, um, less, less stringent about it being like for like a, I don't know, for like a certain body to, right. to exist in those spaces. Um, and I don't know. So. No, I think you're right. And I think like e- even the, even the sort of like. I don't know, appeal of message boards or whatever, right? Like is, is this, it, it is this like, um, it's almost an appeal that, that requires, um, it's almost an appeal that requires like, not essentialism. Like I'm not trying to say like, if you're nostalgic for the old internet, you're an essentialist, but like it is a, a much neater set of divisions, um, than we have now. I think naturally like, you know, in terms of interests and spaces and stuff like that, um, things are a lot more fluid now and, and, you know, not, not, not for, not for ill. I think that's a, that's a good thing in many ways. And I think that being online is that it seems like it's for a certain type of person, um, that you imagine a certain type of way, but it's like everyone who's like reading and participating on this board is surely not a gay man, um, Mm -hmm. that you actually, you know, (laughs) I don't think you have to, be card carrying anything to access it yeah that's um, true yeah good point it's not I, not like at being, all. being online and like being in video games it's like I, people assume people assume i'm a guy sometimes people assume i'm a girl just like i feel like avi's like a pretty uh gender neutral name where it's like because it ends like a, in an e sound it kind of sounds like a girl name but then they you want to assume it's a guy because you know without talking it's like you're you kind of like exist in this like ambiguous gender fluid space um, totally whenever you're online so that's a really good point yeah no i think you're right um i think there's there's like there's a lot to be said about about the quality of i don't know like the quality of just like um presumption and like the fact that there's there's just as much anonymity today but it's sort of like um it, it is it is mobilized in different ways like it, we, we of course can be anonymous online still, but in, you know, not, not in terms of like the, the, in so far as like photos and things like that are so important now as, and like accessible now, as opposed to when this book was written, when text was really still, mm-hmm. you know, primarily what you'd find on the internet. I think that's, that's also really important. It seems like a very like free time on the internet too, because it wasn't like you were having to make a choice to be anonymous as much. And Mm. like if you're being anonymous on Twitter or something like people can tell that you're trying to be anonymous. Um, Whereas like this, it's like you would have to really go out of your way to like show off a part of your identity without the, without pictures and uh, right. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's no expectation to, to show your identity. Yeah. And that's part of the, I mean, it happens in immortality as well. And that like, you get like the people working on the sets who you're like, who are those people? And like, they're part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're, they're, they're just working on the sets. They're, they're doing the, the, the clicks and stuff like that. 
I think also like it is it is true that like you know in in the sluts like it's part of the mystery and that people are like oh I recognize that eagle tattoo that's this guy like where mm-hmm. can we find like it's like something like that where it's like I recognize this one specific element of the person is so like that that's such a that's such a, a critical part of doing these kinds of um, mysteries but it's also something that I can't really imagine happening today where like you know one tattoo you'd be like oh yeah okay well we can just look for his picture on Instagram or something like that it's like it's like introducing a gun in um, in uh, British pop boilers it's like it, it kind of it kind of throws things for a loop <laughs> it's like the the geoguesser guy the do you know how I'm talking about there's like a guy who's just like incredibly good at geoguesser oh yeah no I know exactly what you're talking about yeah 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 yeah, like that guy does seems like he should have existed during this time rather than now. How did how did... <laughs> he's he's so cool. I can't I can't <laughs> believe that guy. He's so wild. The Jets had him do their uh, season announcement. Wow. Yeah, for... they they sent him a bunch of places, and it was the it was where they were playing. So like you know he'd be like uh, uh, Miami. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. I think they just sent him coordinates. He didn't know like necessarily what it was for. It was pretty cool. Wow. Guy's pretty amazing. Well, Liv, um, anything else you wanted to get to? We've, we've been at this for about an hour. I think, I think we're probably coming to the end. But anything you feel like we didn't touch on? I, I think that, you know, there's so much that you could just, like, kind of ad hoc new ideas about, uh, <laughs> about <laughs> every aspect of both of these things. Like, you know, like, wow, that's, why, why did they include the, that? That's incredible. Um, but as far as, like, covering, um, I think, the most pressing questions of, of identity and um, – internet and time i think that we've we've nailed those down i think we totally we've solved we we've solved it. it which yeah. should be the should be the goal of talking about books and games finally we have a uh, a title for our podcast we solved it the book yeah. the book and video game podcast right um I mean, yeah. that's, that, that is what we, I mean, that's what GG No Reread means. It means like we read it enough. Like Don't reread we, it. Good we game. Do not have to, <laughs> you don't have to reread it either. Like we solved it. That's so correct. It's so true. We 360 no scoped it. <laughs> You're done. Like, like log off books. <laughs> <laughs> well, Liv, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? I mean. On this anonymous internet. Um, you can find me on the forums looking for more information about Brad. Um, <laughs> We're you all can, asking questions about You Brad. can find me in my next movie if, uh, <laughs> if the film doesn't go missing. The spirit investing your body doesn't ask you to do something else instead. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't decide to take on a new body, too, and just leave me, like, kind of dying. <laughs> it's a rough thing. I, I'm sorry that you had to be possessed by an ancient spirit that loves to act. Um, but I think it's going to work out for you. It could have been worse. It could have been a spirit that loved to game, loved to play Overwatch. <laughs> oh, surely, wait. Surely you have not been possessed by such a spirit. <laughs> surely. I, I have to believe that I was. Because there's no other explanation. Why, why else Why else are we here? Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, everyone, please come back again, and we're hoping to have another one of these soon. They do take a little bit of work, but they are they are absolutely worth it from my perspective. Um, and uh, I hope from yours as well. Uh, we will all talk to you very, very soon. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.